Good morning, Harvest Church. Does any of that look familiar to anybody? <laughs> All the merry people said amen right Good there, morning. right? <laughs> well, we are in a series called Swipe Right. And if you weren't here last week, I encourage you to go back and watch that on our harvestmobile.com archive. And, uh, but I will warn you that it's PG-13, so make sure you know where your kids are. Because we talked about sex. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> An old song. You want to sing it? Want to sing a little bit? No. All right. So as you can see today, we have the lovely Mrs. Adrian Cooley joining us. So can we give her some love today? Does she look good? She does. She looks. She looks really good. Thank so, you, thank you, so thank this you. this morning she was uh, getting dressed and um, she was like, "Should I wear this red jacket, this sexy red jacket, or should I wear this um, long gray grandma sweater?" And I'm like, uh, "Duh." It was not a grandma sweater. I it's went on Pinterest, sweater. and y'all see my new boots. I love them. They're over like the knee. Them. I like the so boots. So like, so I went on Pinterest, and I did over the knee boot outfits, and it was like this long sweater with it with grandma black because I wasn't sure if it was going to work with black on black, and it does work, I think. Um, but it had this sweater, and grandma so sweater. it wasn't yeah. grandma sweater, but. I chose once again to dress for my husband instead of for other ladies. Yeah, which, by the way, makes no sense to dress for other ladies. <laughs> well, just, you know, fashion. That's weird. Fashion. I, like, I didn't dress for the dudes today. But I dressed for you. This is also good. This is fashionable. Okay, well, I know. All right. You look really handsome. I'll stop it. Okay. Yeah. Well, as you can tell, we've been married for a minute. A hot minute. 26 and a half years to the same person. Woo! Actually, she's actually my third wife because she's changed a lot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she could probably say the same about me. But in this series yeah. today, we're going to uh, approach it from a little different perspective than we did last week. Some of you are like, whoo, I, I noticed the crowd's a little smaller this week, so... It was a lot of fun uh -oh. last week. I think that's just because Mardi Gras. Yeah. We bind that spirit in Jesus' name. Mardi Gras balls. People are Anywho. still asleep. Uh, <laughs> or they're still at uh, okay, the parade. Okay, let's move on. All right. So, um, <laughs> anywho, uh, we want to talk about the laws that govern relationships. Now, how many of you, if... 50%. Oh, by the way, um, Kendall and Gary and Miss Cheryl sung their face off this morning. Worship was amazing. Can we just give them some love? And the band did a great job. So, so good. So good. And uh, you didn't see them, but there's guys in the back that make them sound great. So we appreciate those guys as well. And look great. So cameramen, lighting guys, appreciate you guys so much. All right, so if 50% if of all airplanes crashed, how many of you would book a ticket? Anybody? Anybody? Not, not many of us, a couple of you, but, but we, we know y'all crazy already, so. <laughs> no, most of us would be like, no, thanks. Um, but 50% of marriages crash, and there are fewer people getting married today than ever before in the history of our country. And on one hand, I don't blame them because who wants to crash and burn, right? But on the other hand, uh, in a recent survey, 96% of Americans said that they either will be or want to be married. So the desire to have a functional, good marriage is still there, but fewer and fewer people are getting married because of fear. So we're going to talk to you today about how to not crash and burn, basically. And there's a reason that airplanes crash. It's because they disregard the laws of aerodynamics. 
So, uh, and, and what we're going to talk today about are laws. They're not principles, they are laws. It's like gravity. If you jump off the building, the law of gravity doesn't care how old you are, what color you are, what gender you are, how much money you make. It's going to work for you the same as it works for everybody else, it right? Doesn't, it doesn't matter if you believe in it or not. <laughs> yeah, either. you can even say, I don't believe in gravity. Okay, <laughs> tell us that on your way down. It's going to work. So these laws work, whether you, but you, you have to work them. All right, so uh, if gravity was just a principle, then, I mean, you could get on an airplane and it would sound something like this. Maybe the captain comes on and says, you know, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for flying with a disaster, I mean, Delta Airlines today. Uh, thank you for trusting us with your life. Uh, we've had some pretty good gravity the last couple of days. We hope it holds up. Um, we've lost a few planes to outer space, but we think that we're going to get to our final destination. So uh, strap in and good luck. And that's how a lot of people approach relationships in marriage. They're like, kind of like, you know, it's like a crapshoot. Like, all right, come on, let's hope for the best. But if you follow these laws we're going to talk about today, it will work every time without exception. Yes, you know, when we got married, we were not just kind of like, okay, we're hoping and praying this is going to work. You know, we were not going into this covenant with each other right. just like, giving it a try. And yeah. I know today, though, a lot of people have that mindset. You know, I'll just get a prenup. We'll try this. If it doesn't work, we'll just get a divorce. No big deal. Well, it is a big deal. The Bible says that divorce covers our garments with, with violence. violence. And if you are a product, if you grew up in a home where there was divorce, you know that there was kind of some violence every now and then. And, you know, like just even just, just little things like having to decide who to go spend Christmas with or what, you know, there's just, there are issues that, that come with that choice. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's hard on everybody. So we want, I mean, it, it devastates your finances, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we want to help you today avoid that yes. because if you will do work, these laws today, they will work for you. Yes. You might think, oh, we're already too far gone. Um, but, but you're not. So let's get right into it. Um, Galatians chapter six, verses right. seven, eight, and nine. All right. That says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season. season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. That's so good. So we're going to talk about four laws today that govern relationships. And the first one, if you're taking notes, is the law of sowing and reaping. It's super simple. Um, I didn't say it was easy, but it's super simple. It's the law of sowing and reaping. If you're taking notes, write that down. But, there's, I wanna, but as we talk about that first law of sowing and reaping, let's talk about four deceptions. The, that verse says, do not be deceived. Yeah, that's good. For a man, as a man sows, so will he also reap. So here's four deceptions that people believe about the law of sowing and reaping when it comes to relationships. And the first one is this, I cannot sow and still get a harvest. If I, I can sow nothing, but I can still reap a return, I can get something for nothing. But that's, that just doesn't work. I mean, in this relationship yeah. that I have with my wife, I'm sowing all the time. 
And, and, but the, Jesus said it's better, it's happier, it's more blessed to give than to receive. So you might, oh gosh, I'm sowing all the time. No, I enjoy investing into this woman. It's, it's one of my greatest pleasures in life. But, but I would be a fool to think that I could ignore her, but still expect for her to think I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, and, and the same goes on my part. You know, I love and enjoy serving him and doing life with him and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, supporting him and his dreams and, and helping his uh, dreams come true, serving him in ministry. And, you know, but sometimes I think as women, we can just think we can just be however. He says, sometimes I can get an attitude. If you know, that's my nickname is Addie. And he's like, don't get that attitude with me. But, uh, you know, I can't expect to just give him an attitude and not so into his needs and, and so right. into, you know, our marriage in ways that I know would mean, mean something to him. And then yeah. just think, you know, over time. And, and you know what? I have to kind of, I didn't say this in the first service, but there was a season in our marriage where I kind of did kind of stop sewing in to him and he was sewing to me. And, and if I'm honest about this, I don't know that I've ever even said this, uh, before with a microphone, but there, he's like probably nervous right now, but like there was uh that's okay. You make me nervous all the time with the microphone. <laughs> I'm sitting on that front row going, Oh boy. Sewing and reaping strikes what? again. There we go. <laughs> no, but there were, there was a time guys really when I just kind of was over it and everything that came with it. Has anybody ever been there? Don't raise your hand. Um, <laughs> But I, I remember in that moment, there were choices. There were times when I knew I could sew or not, and I just didn't, wasn't feeling it, and so I didn't. And, like, there was the Holy Spirit was right there convicting me every time. What changed? What made you decide to start sewing again? <laughs> uh, time to get well, honest. Yeah. You're at church. Don't lie. Um... <laughs> Well, I started seeing symptoms that were not going to look like it was going to work out real well for me if I didn't. Okay. <laughs> How about I say it that way? Sure. You know, our hearts began to kind of turn away from each other. We'll get to that more later. Right. But in that, but, but really I just wasn't <clears throat> sowing and, but I was still wanting to reap and it didn't really work very well. I, we came to a critical mass where we yeah. both, it kind of like. Had some major decisions Yeah, to make. we had some major decisions to we make. Had to, actually, we had to decide if we're going to stick to the first decision that we made. That's good. And that That's was so the one good. that we made. Yeah. On August the 7th, 1993, standing outside. I'm like getting as red as my jacket right now. I don't know why. <laughs> Before God and witnesses. Yes. And we said, I do. Yeah. And we decided we're going we're gonna to still do. Keep doing. That's right. That's right. Here's another deception that people believe about the law of sowing and reaping, and that is I can get a good crop from bad seed. Mm-mm. And that kind of goes along with sort of what I was just saying, too. Yeah, you know? never once has uh, have I heard somebody come to my office and say, you know, Pastor, the other day, uh, my spouse just cussed me up one side and down the other, and... Um, uh, you know, I'm, I really helped. I'm a better person now. It just, the light came on and no, that has no, never no, happened. No, no, nothing good is going to come from that. And you know, nothing. And, yeah. Yeah. Cause you Sorry. cannot, you cannot sow bad seed and then expect to reap a good harvest. I mean, duh, that just makes sense. 
So here's the next deception. Sowing good seed will not work mm. in my marriage. Yeah. That's a deception because you will reap what you sow. Yeah. Sowing good seed will work in your marriage. Say, yeah, but there's been too much bad seed. Well, what do you do? You, you, you declare over that bad seed a crop failure and you start That's sowing good. good seed. Yes. And it will work. Or God's a liar. Yeah, you know, this makes me think a lot <laughs> that was of times a bold statement, wasn't it? <laughs> of people, there are so many couples and, and people that have come in our office and they're just, you know, they're weeping, they're devastated, they don't think it's going to work. And, and our heart's going out to them and we're trying to explain to them, you know, no, if you will just do these laws, it will work, it can work, you can recover from this yes. too, you really can. But see, what happens is people begin to think that their situation is so different and so special and so horrible that we just don't understand. Well, you know, we're not going to them for counseling. We're not spilling all of our beans with them. <laughs> they don't, you know, they walk out of our office so many times and we look at each other and we're like, that just happened to us yesterday. How can we get them to still believe in their marriage like we believe in our marriage? Like, how yeah. can we not? I mean, you know. <sighs> A lot of times people, and we don't have time to talk about this. We can make a whole sermon out of this. But a lot of times it's just what we call gender benders. Yeah. Where men have no clue how to talk to a woman and women have no clue how to talk to their man. And so they think they're on the brink of divorce, but really it's just a lack of understanding. Yeah. And so we try to help them understand these gender benders. And uh, most of the time people leave our office asking the question, so you're saying that we're normal? Like, yeah, you're just normal people. Like, oh my God, we're so relieved. We thought we were, had this awful marriage. Like, no, you have a normal marriage and you just have to understand the opposite sex. Yeah. Because just like in a garden, you notice the, the flowers and the, the, we have and things foliage among us today. Oh, there's a bug. You know, Sorry. see, exactly. There's There are bugs that come up in your marriage, and you got to yeah. squash them. You know, they're weeds. The you got to pull yeah. the weeds. And, and, and that's just it. You know, in these times, you can't sow bad seed and, and expect it. Yeah, to but be if you sow good like seeds, you will reap a harvest. Yeah. We're going to get to the fun part yeah. in a minute, but here's the last deception that we'll talk about today is that I can get many harvests out of one sowing like hey i told you i'm i love you when i married you and if i change my mind i'll let you know <laughs> that doesn't work no, right no or uh, like hey i took you on a date last month what are you complaining about i want another date the <laughs> you know last week too and this week you know right we you know it just it takes it that's so so speaking of the foliage up here if you notice these two plants over here they're kind of sickly looking they've been neglected and that's what some of our marriages can yeah. look like we if actually we're not found careful. these outside by the front door and we and brought we're like, them in yeah, those don't need to be by the front door let's yeah. move those and those they're like oh be. it was a great sermon illustration yeah so we have these beautiful flowers that have been watered and cared for and, you know, uh, taken care of, fertilized, and maybe turn it the other way. That one wasn't. So oh, sorry. Yeah, these. <laughs> so, we all have a bad side. Yeah. I mean, come on, let's be honest. <laughs> and so, but then these over here, you know, that that's like saying, I took you on a date a couple months ago. You know, you're, you, you just need too much. Uh, but, but. Our marriages need constant tending. Yeah. When when I grew up, I grew up in Mississippi, way out in the country, and our garden was about the size of this room. 
Yeah. My dad, and not he didn't use machines. He had a mule, and he would go out there and till that garden up. He was like 100 years. He was born about 100 years too late. He'd have been a great he, U.S. Marshal in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. So, and he, you know, was from the old school. He thought he had kids. The purpose of kids is to tend to help him tend this garden. <laughs> and so those hot, hot Mississippi summer, and we didn't even have AC in our in our wow. trailer um, growing up. We were very poor. Uh, there was a season there where we were struggling a little bit, but man, did we have a garden, and man, <laughs> did we have some good food. Yeah. And, uh, and we tended that garden, and we had to go and weed, you know, pull weeds. We had, and then, but guess what? When you tend a garden, and when you really so so your time and your energy and your efforts into that garden man it's a fun day when it's time well maybe not when it's time to go even pick it all because that's a lot of work too but to reap it right. but it was fun when we were eating it you right. know that yummy watermelon i remember and just different yummy, the yummy, oh yum. don't don't Ooh. You got to work, 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 yeah. work. All right, how yeah. about that? All right. Okay. So it's impossible. I'm a believer, but that song is getting on my nerves. It's like all that's playing in I mean, A lot of people, they destroy their own garden, a.k.a. marriage, with the words of their mouth. Yeah. Would you read that next verse for us? Yes. Proverbs 18, 20 through 22 says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his yummy, mouth. Yummy, yummy. From the, from the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Yes. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, Boom. and those who love it will eat its fruit. Love it. He who finds a wife finds a good thing Come on, Jesus. and obtains favor Woo. from the Lord with a T. I know that's right. So it's impossible to have a good marriage filled with bad words. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. So good, every, all right, true or false, every good marriage that we have seen is filled with good words. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in, there are studies that show, you know, like there are psychologists that can like be with you in a room for, I don't know, an hour, a couple hours or something, and they can predict if you're going to get a divorce or not. Ooh. And the way is because of your nonverbal and verbal communication, yeah. the words. Are you speaking life into your marriage? Are you speaking into your marriage what it is or what you see it to be, what God says it is? Well, right. he might be being da-da-da-da-da, such a jerk, whatever. So are you talking to him about how much of a jerk he is? Or are you talking to God about how much of a jerk he Come is? Because God can change him. Tell that story. Okay, so <laughs> this, can, this started when we were actually just dating. Right, long time ago. Long, long time, time ago. ago when some of you weren't even born yet. But, uh, but yeah, we were dating. We were at my apartment. And, y'all, he was just being rude. Her roommate was there. He was out. being mean and just, he Long was just being a jerk. Long time ago. Because he was very insecure, and he was just in a mess over there. Because was. he was, he was, like, insecure about my past. Because I was a wild child in college, and we won't go into all of that. But I... Um, he was he was scared if I was gonna ruin his ministry or if I was gonna be a blessing to his in his ministry if I was gonna cheat on him you know and whatever and so he was just like all a mess and he was just taking it out being just throwing shame bombs at me and I stuff was. and and I was just like oh. and so I went in the bathroom and I just said God please tell him he's being a jerk and you know what. I came out of that bathroom and I sat down and he goes, okay, Adrian, I'm sorry. You know what? When you're in the bathroom, the Lord told me that I was being a jerk. 
And I'm like, yes, he is on my side. No, but seriously, I thought I can work with this because he might be a jerk, but he's a jerk that can hear from God. There you go. And so I thought I can work with this because all guys are jerks. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. No, no. Woman issues there. No kidding. At some point, that's probably true. Just like all women can be basket cases at time, you know, like so jerk, you know, crier, whatever. But, uh, but so like, seriously in your marriage, if you will go to God about Mm. his issues or her issues, but then just because that whole time, I mean, I, I can't say it's always been like this, but in that situation, I remained like, I kept my composure and I was just in faith Yep. That, you know, I was seeing he was not in faith over here about I was, all and I these was in things. Fear, yeah. And but perfect love cast out fear. Boom. And so when I remained in love and yeah. in, in, in dealing with him in a loving way, even as accusations and correct accusations were flying about. Yeah. But but you know what? The blood of Jesus had cleansed me. Yes. And I wasn't all that. And you can look at me that way if you want to, or you can look at me like the woman of God that I am because of the blood of Jesus. And that's on you, boo, because like, I know who I am. And so see, if we would be like that more, even to this day in our marriage, we're both like that. It's called differentiation is what the psychology world calls it. And you have to be differentiated because and now, I mean, that was when I was all the saint and he wasn't, but there's been plenty of times when he's been the saint and he's like, you can throw your little fit over there as much as you want, but the boys and I will be back in a little bit when you get yourself together, you know, because there has to be. Um, yeah. You can't be enmeshed. Yeah. You have to be whole on your own if you're going to be yes. awesome together. Yes. So, but anyway, but one thing that that, that whole story, it really did happen. And that encouraged me is because I it encouraged her because she thought, oh, he hears from God, but it encouraged me because I thought, oh, wow woman of prayer and God answers her prayer. So this can work on this side too. So, you know, and here's the thing is, uh, and this, I'm going to probably preach this sometimes during the year because it's so big in my heart right now. And I'm actually about to start writing a book around this topic, but you can be as blessed as you, God does not determine how blessed you are. You determine how blessed you are. Yeah. You don't uh, ask God. You, of course, God's blessing is already there is the point. So you don't, uh, it's not up to God how blessed your marriage is. It's up to you and your yeah. spouse how blessed your marriage yeah. is. So how blessed do you want to be? That's so good. That's we got to so go to the good. next law. Go ahead. The law number two that we're going to talk about today is the law of the measure. The law of the measure. So this is what it says in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. It says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure. Press Press down. down, Shaken together. together, And running over will be put into your bosom. For the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So just real quick, a little comic relief. I've heard this this morning. Guys, you'll appreciate this. So you want to jot these down. Ways to tell if a woman is mad at you. So uh, five ways. Number one is she's silent. Number two, she's yelling. (laughs) How do you know if she's mad at you? Number three, she just acts the same. There's no difference. (laughs) She acts the same. Number four, she acts different. (laughs) And then number five is she murders you. So that's how you know that Nice. Anyway, anyway, that was a joke. All right. So with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. You will reap according to the measure that you have sown. 
All right, so uh, if you sow a thimble full, here's what God says. If you just like, okay, I'm going to, you know, so here, need some water. I'm going to sow a little thimble full there. And then when you got lucky, (laughs) first service, I'm father, son, the Holy Spirit. Oh, sorry. Uh, So if if you, if you sow with a little thimble full and you go to God and say, now God, I've sown, would you please sow back to me? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. God says, yeah, sure. Hey angels, would you bring me that that Kevin's measure? And the angels are like, yeah, here, here you go, Lord. And God's like, okay, there you go, son. And he, and and he, it's like, that's it. (laughs) I feel like a bird just pooped on me. That was it. And he's like, yeah, that's the measure that you used. But on the other hand, if I will take a big measure like this and, and I will sow like, like this, and if I'm like, Adrian, I'm going to pour some sugar on me. And I, fire me up. <laughs> all right. So, but if I will, if I, and I love investing into this woman and I'm like, I want to lavish her, shower the people you love, love with love. And I, I told I, y'all I'm going to get on this stage and sing. This prophecies come true. So if I'm so, if this is my measure, and then when I go to God and say, hey God, uh, I'm not getting enough sex in my marriage. Fellas, can I just say that that's, that could be a legitimate prayer request that you go to God about? There has to be a point when you stop talking to her about God, stop talking to God about her. Uh-oh, I'm reaping what I just said. And vice versa. So, I mean, how often do we hear men say, I'm just not getting enough sex? Yeah. I expected a better amen than that, uh. but it's too late now. Don't say amen now. It'll be awkward, okay? <laughs> All right, but how often are you sowing non-sexual affection and communication into her. Because let me just tell you, fellas, that a woman does not want to be a part of a marriage where it's all about sex. And the lady said. Amen. And the men don't want to be a part of a marriage. It's just all about talking. And the men said. All right. So let me tell you the solution. We just talk while we have sex. Can I get a high five? No, I'm just kidding. That's not true. I mean, that is true. But anyway. All right, now I'm embarrassing myself. I did not high five uh, that. <laughs> no. No, seriously, fellas, you have to. Inv- yeah. It might not be your need, but you are sowing what she needs. Yeah. And then when you go to God and say, "Lord," and He's like, "Okay, now you've got good seed in the ground, and it's called the law of the measure." In the same way that you have sown, so will you also reap? Because sacrifice to meet her need is the um, vow that I took 26 and a half years ago. That no matter what, I'm going to meet your need. If it to my own hurt and detriment, I'm going to put you first. And if I have to go get a job at Sam's passing out samples to make ends meet for our family or cut grass or paint houses, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Oh. All right. <laughs> and right, you so- know what? I made that same vow. And, and sometimes our biggest sacrifice as women is just to shut up. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to say amen. And, uh, and so, yeah, I almost was really crude just then, but I decided not to be, <laughs> well, but, any, uh, yeah. Any farmer up. knows <laughs> that it's not about the seed that you have stored in the barn. It's the seed that you have in the ground that makes the difference. Right? So S O W. So what are you waiting for? Invest in good measure, press down, shaken together, invest into your spouse what they need. Lots of, for years, I was trying to love her with my love language, 
And my love language is words of affirmation and meaningful touch. So I was like, hey, honey, I was all over. You're awesome. And she was like, get up, give me some back off, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and her love language was acts of service. And so she was wondering, like, if you love me, wash the dishes. Yeah, yeah. So, but with the measure, here's something just that came up in my spirit. And, and I just want to say this, you know, I think sometimes where we get off is we think that it's supposed to be easy. But see, when we, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to do what he did with this. You know, this is easy. Just a little, whew. A little dab but, do you. But, I mean, this can get heavy. I've done this, and I've pulled this, you know, a ton of soil in there, and it's heavy, and then you hit a bump, and it spills over. Oh, my goodness, it's hot. It's in the summer. you got to then get your soil and put it back in there and get it where you're going across the yard. This is harder. It's not supposed to be easy. Okay, and that's where we that, you know, I, I, I have been so fortunate to I mean, God has just given me the most amazing friends. Some of the most amazing people that I know call me friend. And I'm just so blown away by that. And I, I have one thing I'm learning as I have friends who are like mega, mega, mega successful in this world. They don't expect it to be easy. And in right. your marriage. If you just keep expecting it to be easy, you know what that means? It means you're lazy. And it means that it's, you know, you're not putting a priority. So work for what you want and fight for what you want. Because it is worth it. Yes, it is so worth it. Because, you know, these people that people are jealous of that are on TV that are, you know, the big success, it's not just what you see. There's a lot more that went behind that success of a lot sure. of hard work yep. that got people there many times. And, yeah. and it's the same way in marriage. You want my marriage? Do what I do to get my marriage. Right. You can't have my kind of marriage if you're not willing to do what we're doing intending in the garden and you don't see what happens you know and that segues you know, right into the yeah. very next law which is law number yeah. three the law of investment that's good taking notes write this down you have to make that investment so uh you don't just reap what you sow you also reap where you sow mm -hmm. and, and so this goes back to what adrian said earlier about turning your heart yeah. toward one another yes and so if you if you have your heart turned toward the wrong person, then you're not going to reap uh, the harvest in your marriage. You're going to start growing a crop of passion somewhere else. Yeah. And that can be very, very dangerous. So you have to turn your heart toward the right. Yes. So you don't reap what you sow. Also, you reap where you sow. So let's read uh, Matthew chapter six, it, Matthew six, 19 through 21. That says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there, there your heart will be also. So where your investment is, yes. there your passion will be also. That word heart in the Greek is cardio or cardier is where we get uh, our word for passion. So where your investment is, is where so your passion tells on you of yeah. where you've been investing. Yes. So true. I think about the time we were in that hotel in Kathmandu, Nepal, and here we are in, as missionaries, Gavin was a baby and, um, and, 
and actually Faith Hill came on and I, I went to high school with her and, and I'm like, oh my goodness, Faith is in Kathmandu. And uh, and so like uh, we were watching on it. On the radio or the TV. It was on the yeah. TV. Yeah. <laughs> it was on, and I'm like, oh my goodness. So so we're watching and I'm like, oh wow. But he's like wanting to turn the channel because he wanted to see the ticker symbols of an investment that he had made a yeah. in the stock market. But he was so interested the whole time. I mean, we're in the Kathmandu and he's like constantly, every time we can get Wi-Fi, He's checking on his investment. Yep. And and then we, I guess it was right after that, that we were um, at a missions conference and we were at some people's house and we're celebrating um, some stuff with that missions conference. And he's like in the back room, like, where did Kevin go? He had been checking this, the investments that he had made because we had, we had a pretty big investment there. Well, he sold Morgan Stanley Dean Witter stock on its highest day in history to this date. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, but it's because he was passionate. he was passionate and he was looking at it and he was checking on it. And when you have made a big investment, right. if you want a big return, like we got that night, um, you better be checking on your investment and and, yeah. and looking into it, you know. And that because the more you invest, right, that that's where your heart is. And this is another sermon for another Sunday, but that's why givers never backslide. Yeah. That's why uh, the offering plate, yeah. when it goes by, it's just a test. Or, or those that volunteer. The, the, you, can't, you can give in more ways than just money, but volunteers. I saw Hiram out in the parking lot this morning putting those cool orange feather flags out that say Harvest Church. And he does that every Sunday. Yeah. And you got people in the cafe that love you a latte. And they're always making your drinks. And, and you've got the people, in the kids, men. And, yeah. and right back, we have the JV junior hires back there. And... People give and serve, and those are the people that are excited about the house because they're investing into the house. And that's why God invites us to be givers is because he knows where you invest, your passion follows. Mm. If you want your passion to be in the kingdom, invest in the kingdom. That's why we pass, that's one reason we pass the plate. It's not just to keep the lights on and fix the leak in the roof. It's yeah. because we want you to keep your passion in the kingdom. But if you'll invest in your marriage, your yes. passion will stay. How do you have a passionate marriage? You invest in it. Yeah. So, you know, that reminds me in Revelation, the Bible says, um, you know, it, it, I, well, first of all, I'll say this. People come in our office sometimes and they're like, I just don't love them anymore. I've lost, I've lost my love. Well, when you lose something, that means you don't know where it is, right? That's good. But reality is nobody loses their love. They might leave their love. They yeah. might decide, choose to leave yep. and stop loving. And, and and that's what that verse says in Revelation, where God says, you know, you're doing all these great things. You might be serving, you know, you might be serving in the church. You're just doing all these great things. But I have this one thing against you, God says. Mm -hmm. You have left your first love. And so, guys, girls, when you turn your heart away from somebody, and not just even in a marriage, but also dating, if you're yeah. dating if, uh, with, with a parent-child, yeah. with siblings, friends, any time a friendship goes awry or yeah. a marriage, in any relationship, it's because first you turn your heart away. You, you stop investing. And when you stop investing, it's you turn your heart. Because, listen... <laughs> because look, that verse says, it, you will reap in due season if we do not lose heart passion. And, and, and passion. So, um, so yeah, so that's, um, that's here's, huge. here's law number four. And that's, and by the way, if you left your first love, that means, you know, right where it is. 
You got to yeah. go back to it. Yeah. And that's what the verse says in Revelation 3 that she's yeah. talking about. Jesus says, go back and do what you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Law number four. We'll wrap up here today. It's the law of return. Law of return. Most couples just give up too soon. Yeah. They throw in the towel. They call yeah. it quits. And can I just say that long-term love <clears throat> is the good stuff. I don't know if, uh, well, they say about wine, the longer it sits, the better it gets. You know, you don't want new wine. The good stuff is aged, right? Well, we're going on 27 years and we love each other a lot more now than we did when we were newlyweds. And we were like crazy about each other then. It's an aged, mature love. And that's the good stuff. Most people don't get to the good stuff. Wait till we're been married 50 years. <laughs> Most people don't get to the good stuff because they throw the towel in way too soon. So if you want long-term love, the good stuff, that yeah. vintage love, <laughs> then you don't look for a way out. You look for a way through. Yes. Yeah. Easy to look for a way out. There's, there's always a way out. Yes, but there's another man in the fire, Come like on. we sang about this Ooh, morning. That you know, was good. that's yeah, and and so if your marriage is in in on fire right now, and not in a good way, there is another <laughs> man in the fire. Yes, and I don't mean in a, an affair. I mean Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I'm like, wait a minute. We gotta make this so metaphor like, work. Wait a minute. So okay, so Galatians <laughs> six nine says, and let us not grow weary while doing well. While for, doing well. Yeah, not while resting and 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 taking, taking a, a break. break. Uh, the Bible said, uh, we all think we should follow the Ten Commandments, right? You know, you know like, um, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery. Oh, yeah. But then we think nothing about breaking the one that says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Why would we break one and, and not the other? Yeah. If, you've, if you break one, the Bible says you've broken them all. Yeah. So part of having a healthy life and healthy relationship is as having a rhythm. So in other words, if God takes a day off every week, I'm going to take a day off yeah. every week. Yeah. And I'm just going to let, what if the church catches on fire? We have insurance. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's just that easy. So uh, what, if, what if something horrible happens? I'll check on it Monday or whatever. Yeah, so you've got to take has, a day off. He has a good revelation. And, you know, because in ministry, people can pull on us every day. And it, inevitably on our day off, somebody needs us right now. And, and we love what we do and we and, love you. But we, you know, we, he, I, it took me a long time because I can be a workaholic and, and I can just think we got to run to every, you know, we got to put our cape on and go save the day, uh, no matter what day it is. And just, I will, that's why I've been closer to burnout too than him, because I have failed with the Sabbath a lot more and that's on me. And so, uh, but it's so cool because I've seen him be like, you know what? Jesus was not in a hurry to go raise Lazarus from the dead. He's like, okay, I'll get to you when I can, basically. <laughs> and, you know, there's got to be, you have, you're only going to love others to the degree that you love yourself. Right. The Bible says love others as you love you, yourself. So and you're only going to love yourself to the degree that self. you love God and allow him to love you. Yep. And so. And if um, you're a lifeguard. Yes. What did they teach you? To save yourself first. If you feel like you're both going to drown, it's better for one to drown than the other. You give it your all. And I've been at the bottom of pools when I was a lifeguard in the wave pool trying to save this huge guy like Hiram. And and he, I, I, there was, I mean, I almost let go. And I finally got him handled and got him up and we both made it. Because somebody who's drowning, they will take you down yeah. with them. Yes. But I got him. It was awesome. Not a girl. But like, Not yeah, I was. She's strong. I looked a lot different back then. But uh, <laughs> yeah. All so, right. But, so uh, every seed has a different germination 
yeah. time. Yeah. So don't give up too soon. You will reap if you do not lose your passion. Yeah. And it doesn't happen overnight. But harvest does happen. It yeah. just doesn't happen overnight. You know, the only losers are quitters. And I've heard that my whole life. And I, I really believe that because, you know what, we feel like we're losing a lot of times in a lot of ways. Like, but you just, you just kind of get back up and go again. Yeah. It makes me think of um, one of our elders here at Harvest Church, Wade Ferris, who, when he was working on his job for years and years, there was this one security officer. And uh, you have to, where he worked, you had to have clearance. And so you had to swipe in, had a card that unlocked doors. And a lot of security officers, once they got to know you, they would just open the door for you when they saw you coming. But this one lady, she would make everybody use their card to get themselves in. And she would not speak to anybody, but Mr. Ferris always would greet her. Hey, how are you today? And learned her name. And when he left, he would say, hey, have a good night. And so he did this for years and she never opened the door for him. She never spoke to him. And one night he had had a long day, so he swiped himself out and he was leaving to head, head home. And she said, uh, Mr. Farish, he thought, he turned around. She had never spoken to him before. He said, yes. He, she said, you didn't say to have a good night. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I, I'm sorry. Have a good night. And she goes, you too. That was the first time she, in years. Oh, wow. And he said to this day, if he runs into her or sees her, she always calls him by name smiles and greets him, but it took years of him showing kindness to her. It just goes to show that you will reap if you do not lose heart. That's so good. That's so good. And it works in your marriage too. And here's the fun part. So this, this is the last point and it's about reaping. But yeah. so guess what? You don't, you know, don't do all that hard work and sow all of that seed at the right place, the right time in the right way. And then miss out on the fun. Like right. sometimes what you just need in marriage is a little more fun. Yeah. And we have to, you know, we have to make sure that we we have fun and time to laugh and time right. to, to play. You know, work hard, play hard. That's that's for real. It is for real. And and you have to. And so yeah. remember to reap in your marriage. Yes. And and what I'm talking about is is, you know, we each have needs. Right. Women have needs, top needs, men have top needs. Tell them what, what the men's top needs are. Okay, first of all, um, I'm going to just confess, and all the women already know this, that we men are very shallow. You don't have to say amen. Um, <laughs> but it's true. But here's our top needs. Um, respect and honor. Sex. Domestic support. And <laughs> fun. We want our wife to be our buddy. Yep. And, and so, what are the what ladies' top needs? So our top needs are security. We need to know the plan and kind of okay, how honey. things are going to be. You know, is it all going to work out? We want you to tell us, you know, even in the movie. Oh, I'm Younger. like, is this movie going to, Is are they going to be okay? He's like, I haven't seen the movie either. I even need <laughs> we security. We can't watch TV together. In my movies. You like, get so I nervous and scared. Oh. We finally found a series that we can watch. Okay, let's not go there. Netflix. Oh, gosh. So couples, uh, our only show that we can watch together, <laughs> now that Downton Abbey's over, we had to find something else. <laughs> now that's love. And it got sacrificed. No, I watched Downton Abbey. we've only been in the Abbey. first season, so I don't know how bad it gets. It's kind of gotten some we're only in the lately, first but... season of jane the virgin oh so we'll gosh. let you know how it goes yeah. <laughs> it's funny right, yeah. okay I, by myself judge. i watch lost in space so if you're looking for a good one it's pretty good <laughs> okay so security um okay, communication honey. 
Stop interrupting me. <laughs> I know you're used to being up here by yourself. Okay, so we need security. We need communication, which you were doing. Oh, so, yeah. Yes, okay. uh, soft, non-sexual affection, like right. like this, like this. right? Yep. <laughs> okay, this is non-sexual, good. And then loving leadership. You know, we don't want to just be barked out order. You know, we want you to bark out orders and just follow me because I'm the head of the house, the Bible says. There was one couple. This isn't funny. They're divorced now. But, like, it was it, it was ridiculous. Was no I mean, it was absolutely asinine. I don't know if that's a cuss word or that's not. The, I hope no, not. You did okay. good. You did okay. But it was. It's not a cuss it, word. It got me angry. Can you see? My, I'm like rising. It'll be okay. He would like demand for her to respect him and then wonder why she didn't. Like to the <laughs> point of right? like ridiculousness, like ridiculousness. Like he would travel all the time. And like one time, it. this is like, you know, 15 years ago. So I can or say more. this. Um, but it, I mean, if she didn't have a sign at the airport saying, welcome home, then he like, you he know. was disrespectful. Yeah, very. Anyway, it was just like ridiculous. Hey, I'll tell so you. That's not what we're talking about. I'll tell you how to be respected, though, by your woman all the time. All right. Is that uh, you love her unconditionally all the time, fellas. Yes. yes. How many of you girls want to be loved unconditionally yes. no matter what? Yes. All right. All right. So then what you can finish the equation. Love you unconditionally. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. And then they want to be respected all the time. Unconditionally. Whether they deserve it or not. But right. our culture has taught us. You almost missed her cue. Yeah, I'm that. sorry. <laughs> I, I was I was still mad about that couple. Because I, I obviously cared about their marriage way more than they did. I mean, you save and that's first. my problem most of the time. I'm like, no, just do the hard work. Anyway, back to this. Okay, so yes. So listen, girls, we want to be loved unconditionally. Who in here wants to be loved unconditionally, women? Yeah, all the hands are going up. Okay, but culture has taught us to not, to only respect people if they earned it. Earn it, yeah. But the Bible doesn't say that. Right. The Bible says women, Wives. wives, respect your husband. And it says wives love. And here's the cool I thing. Mean, husbands love your wives. Is that when you do that, respect us unconditionally, whether we deserve it or not, it actually m makes us want to be better. It's like so it pushes a button and they just. You make us better men. Yes. So, and you make me a better man. You make me want to be a better man. Oh. You really do. And you make me feel secure and love. You are the wind beneath <laughs> my wings. We should probably close out yeah. now. All right. Yeah. Okay. So just to wrap it up real quick, because I have a few more words, because we, us women always do, uh, but we won't keep you yes. It says out of time, exclamation point on our confidence monitor. But uh, listen, just, just to say one last thing, back to the gardening. Yes. You know, here's the thing, is when we, when we invest and when we sow into our garden, the fruit is so sweet, and you can have a marriage yes. that is sweet. Yes. You can have friendships that are sweet. You can have parent-child relationships, sibling relationships that are sweet. So this doesn't just apply to marriage. If you're dating, if you're in any relationship, these truths apply. Garden, tend your garden, yes. and then enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy your the garden. fruit. Yes. Amen. Amen. Awesome. One last tweetable tweet, if you are something really short and quick, and that is most couples, they spend all their time uh, training their spouse and serving their kids, but the opposite is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to train our kids and serve our spouse. Yeah. And that's an easy, short, 
summary of everything we said today is tend your garden and you'll enjoy the fruit. Amen. Awesome. Did you get anything out of this today? Amen. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Yay. Thank you for being here. And um, before we go, we just want to pray for you. We're going to worship God with our giving in just a minute. But first, we just want to say a blessing over you today. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this amazing church filled with these amazing people. And we speak a blessing over marriages, over relationships, those who are... Um, Single but searching, we pray that you would bring the right person to them and help them to be the right person. And we pray that that relationship would be a blessing and, and not a curse. And so uh, guard their hearts and guard their steps and direct their steps. And those that are married and loving it, we pray that you would increase the joy of their marriages. And those that are married and struggling, we ask, Lord God, that you would just give them the keys today. That you would quicken to their heart the things that they heard today that they need to apply that would unlock the treasure that you have for them inside of this mystery that we call marriage. That represents Christ and the church. And so we speak blessing today over every family here. We pray that if there's anyone that hasn't met the groom, Jesus, and hasn't been invited or accepted the invitation to the marriage supper of the Lamb to be the bride of Christ, we just pray that right now, Holy Spirit, you would draw people by your goodness to repentance. And if you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I just want to lead you in the prayer of what we call the prayer of salvation. These aren't magic words, but if you'll mean them from your heart, it invites the Spirit of God to come and dwell on the inside of you. And if you need to make Jesus your Lord today, would you join us in this prayer? We're all going to pray together because we want you to feel like you're a part of something because you are the family of God. Let's all say it right now. Say, Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. I call on the name of Jesus. I call on the name of Jesus. And I repent of my sin. And I repent of my sin. Save me now. Save me now. Jesus, I confess you're my Lord. Jesus, I confess you're my Lord. And I ask you to fill me with your Spirit. I ask you to fill me with and give spirit. me power to live this new life. Give me power to from live this, this moment forward. From this moment, forward, I am yours. I am yours, and you are mine. And you are mine. In Jesus' name, Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family.